This coming Shabbos and Sunday, we celebrate what's really the end of the entire season of Yomim Toivim that we've been enjoying, and that is the great celebration of Shmini Yatzeres and Simchas Torah, the celebration with the Torah. The reason why it's called celebration with the Torah is obviously because on this day we finish reading the entire Torah. As we know, every every week on Shabbos we read one parsha, or sometimes two, um, and that takes us the entire year, and we finish it on this day on Simchas Torah. We finish reading the last parsha of the Torah, V'zeis HaBracha, and that's done amidst great celebration and dancing and singing and so on to celebrate this great event. Now, the truth is there's two Yamim Toivim, two holidays that we have on the calendar that are directly connected with Torah. One is Shavuos, where we received the Torah from Hashem at Har Sinai, Mount Sinai. And the other is Simchas Torah, when we finish reading the Torah, as we just said. But although both of these are associated with Torah, the level of celebration is drastically different. A Shavuos is a Yom Tov, and therefore it's happy, but in no way can it, can it be compared to the joyous dancing and singing and Akafis of Simchas Torah. The question is why? After all, the day that we actually receive the Torah from Hashem would seem to be a tremendously powerful, important, and day worth of celebration. Why is it that the celebration of Simchas Torah so outshines, if you will, the celebration of Shavuos? And I want to give you three points in answering this question, three different angles, but really, as we'll see, all three angles lead to the same powerful conclusion. Okay, number one. When we received the Torah from Hashem, we received the Torah in entirety, and we received it from God Himself, from Hashem Himself, and therefore it's an unlimited and uh, infinite gift, which is amazing. On the other hand, when we celebrate our um, reading of the Torah or studying of the Torah throughout the year, we are limited and finite people, and therefore everyone learned and studied and read according to their abilities, but much more limited and finite than when we receive the Torah as a gift from Hashem, which would seem to exacerbate the question, um, why is it that we celebrate our conclusion of study of the Torah so much more so than celebrating the gift of Torah by Shavuos? But really the answer lies in the question itself. When there is receiving a gift, and as great and wonderful as infinite as it is, it's not ultimately really mine, because I didn't put anything into it, I didn't work on it, I didn't develop it. When we learn Torah, when we take that gift from Hashem and we actually work on it and learn it, even though everyone, according to their abilities and our limited abilities, and we could have done more and so on, but still it's something that I invested myself into. So I'm not just celebrating a gift that I received, I'm celebrating what I did with and about that gift that I received. Our nature is to appreciate and enjoy so much more what we invest into, more so than what what we just inherit without our investment, even if our investment is a lot smaller than what we would have received. And that's the first and simple answer to the question that Simchas Torah spawns this great celebration because we're celebrating not just what we received, but that we learned it and we worked on it and we celebrate that accomplishment and achievement that we did and accept upon ourselves future effort and to endeavor to learn and understand and apply even more of this wonderful gift of Hashem. That's answer number one. Number two. At Shavuos, we received the Torah when Hashem told us the, the Aseris Hadibris, the Ten Commandments, and then gave it to us in the Luchas, in the uh, tablets that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down. But as we all know, those tablets were broken. 
right, when the Jewish people sinned by the golden calf. So Moshe Rabbeinu broke the first set of luchais. And then there was a period of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to heaven and was there for 40 days, then came back down, then went up again. Finally, he came da- down on Yom Kippur with the second set of luchais. And those are the ones that we kept, that stayed with us. So it's written in Sfarim. Then on Shavuos, when we celebrate the giving of Torah, we're celebrating primar- primarily the giving of the Torah with the first set of tablets, the first set of luchas that Hashem gave to us. On Yom Kippur, on, on Simchas Torah, when we're celebrating the Torah, Simchas Torah is the end of the Sukkot Yom Tov, which comes directly after Yom Kippur. So now we're celebrating with this, we're celebrating more the giving of the second set of luchas, uh, more so than the first set of luchas that Shavuos represents. Now, what's the difference between the first luches and the second? And there's a number of answers to that question, but I'll focus in on two points. Uh, point A is the first set of luches were made by Hashem. As the Pasuk says clearly, um, that the luches are maisei alikim heima. They were God-made. They were divinely made tablets. The second set of luches were man-made. Moshe Rabbeinu made them down here on earth and brought them up the mountain and Hashem inscribed them. The Pasuk says, Hashem tells Moshe, I want you to um, to carve out two luches, two tablets like the first. So here we have a difference. The first luches are God-made and the second are man-made. Another difference, the Gemara tells us that the spirituality, the holiness of the first luches was so powerful that if we were to re- retain those luches, we would never forget anything in Torah. Anything that we would learn, any idea in Torah that Hashem would impart with us, would automatically be inscribed on our hearts and we would not forget it. But the second luches did not contain that gift. And therefore we are forgetful and therefore we have to review and therefore we have to work hard to learn it again and learn it again and understand it and so on and so forth. So the first are divine and godly and God-made and have the divine powers that we won't really have to work too hard on it. We'll understand it and remember it automatically. And the second are man-made and don't have those divine powers. So on Simchas Torah, we're celebrating the second luches, the man-made luches, the ones that require us to learn and work hard on our learning and understanding without the divine gift of just memorizing it all. So this becomes the second explanation to the great celebration of Simchas Torah, which ties in very well to the first explanation. Like just, just like in the first explanation, we said that Simchas Torah, we, we celebrate what we've invested in the Torah, not just the gift that Hashem gave us, but our investment in it. So the second explanation says the same, that Simchas Torah, we're celebrating the second Luches, that the second Luches are not God-made, they're man-made, in other words, our investment. And they're not there with the gift of, you know, instant and automatic memory. It comes it comes specifically through our working in it and reviewing it and toiling on learning and understanding and retaining the words of Torah, hence the greater celebration, because it's celebrating what we've invested um, into understanding and learning and receiving this gift from Hashem. And finally, number three is using the same um, angle of the first and second luches. When Hashem gave us the first luches, we were like tzaddikim. We had just came out of Egypt and we were like born as a new nation. We just received the Torah from Hashem. And we were on a very tremendously uh, high spiritual level like that of a tzaddik. However, the second luches come after and in response to this, this, the great and terrible sin of the golden calf. So where we all sinned, or, primar- or most of the Jewish people sinned, and therefore we had to do tshuva, we had to repent. Um, so the second luches are really coming to people who are bali tshuva, people who are repenting for a great sin, the greatest of sins, the sin of idolatry. 
Now, when we think about a tzaddik versus a baltshuva, we think about one who just always does the right thing and does good things versus one who did bad, sinned, and then turned around and came back and returned and changed their ways. So again, we have the same concept of a tzaddik is really just expressing their neshama. They have this, this holy neshama from Hashem, and they sort of always let the neshama express itself. In a sense, there isn't as much of the man-made element. There isn't so much the element of the work that comes from down here, working hard to achieve, because the one who's the perfect tzaddik is just, just an expression of the goodness and holiness of the neshama that Hashem gave us. The Balchuva, on the other hand, is someone who sort of, you know, messed up that neshama light, that automatic holiness, and therefore sinned. And now on their own have to turn around and come back to Hashem. That's something that requires a tremendous amount of, of internal um, effort, so to speak, bottoms up. I, I found myself at the bottom. I did. I made a bunch, bunch of mistakes. Now I'm turning around and I'm changing my ways and coming back. That's something where the person's effort and achievement is so much more tangible, so much more powerful. And there again we come to the great celebration of Simchas Torah. So to, to summarize, we had number one, the idea that in Simchas Torah we celebrate because we learned the Torah throughout the year. Not just what we re- the fact that we received it, but that we learned it. Number two, we're celebrating the second luchas, which are man-made and which don't give us the ability to automatically remember the Torah. It's something we have to work hard on. And number three, we're celebrating the luches that were given to us after we did shuva, which is that internal difficult work of changing our way in order to come closer to the Torah and to receive it once again and to delve into it once again. And all of that is the greatness of this celebration of Simchas Torah, where we celebrate again not only the gift of Hashem, but our investment, our involvement in it. Interestingly, right after we finish the last parsha of the Torah of Zesa Baracha, we begin again Bereshis Barelukim talking about Hashem's creating the world. And this entire idea of the fact that we don't just celebrate the gifts of Hashem mirrors itself here as well, because when we do our part in the study of the Torah and applying it to ourselves, we become, as our masters teach us, partners with Hashem in creation. Hashem could have created a perfect world and had us live here. But no, He gave us mitzvahs and He gave us the Torah and He said, I want you to partner with me. I want you to do your part. And together, together we will create and perfect this world that Hashem gave us. May we see that perfection and that beauty in this world that Hashem gave us through the revelation of Hashem to His fullest degree with the coming of Mashiach. And may we dance Simcha Sarah together with the great Geula, together with the great redemption with the coming of Mashiach now. Have a good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov.